ZekeNet presents Stories for Children. Hello, children. I have another story to tell you. Before I tell you the story, let me ask you a question. Are you one of these people that does as they're told? I call those people the Guru Angads of this world. Because Guru Angad Dev Ji, the second Guru, always obeyed the commands. Whenever the Guru asked him to do something, he wouldn't make up an excuse. He would just follow the Guru's instructions. Hmm. It makes me wonder if we were with Guru Nanak, whether Guru Nanak would actually praise us and be happy with us like he was with Guru Angad Dev Ji. In fact, Guru Nanak was so pleased with Guru Angad Dev Ji because of his obedience, because he listened and he followed his instructions, that he made him the second Guru. I remember when I was a small boy, sometimes I didn't listen to my mom, I didn't do my homework on time, and I certainly didn't keep my bedroom nice and tidy. One day my mum asked me to tidy up my bedroom. She decided to approach it with Guru Nanak in mind. Before she started telling me this story, she said, why don't you go and make a mess in your bedroom? Make a big mess in your bedroom. Go ahead. Your bedroom's in a mess anyway. Go on, go and mess it up even further. No, I don't want to do that. I want to tidy it up. I want to have a clean bedroom. I want to have a nice tidy bedroom. I didn't realize what mum was doing, but what she had done was that she had used reverse psychology, just like Guru Nanak did when he met the robber, Bumi Daku. Now Bumi Daku was a robber. Nobody liked him in the village where he lived. They were fed up with him because he would steal from people. A very bad habit indeed. Pumidaku always used to say, I've been brought up stealing and I can't help it. But when Guru Nanak came into his village, Pumidaku came up to Guru Nanak with clasped hands and begged Guru Nanak, Please Guru Nanak, Come to my house for tea. I would like to serve you. But Guru Nanak looked into his eyes and said, I'm sorry. I can't come to your house because you're a robber. You take things that don't belong to you. You're a very unfair person. Bumidaku was surprised. He looks at Guru Nanak. He bowed in front of him and says, But Guru Nanak, if you don't come to my house, I'll be the saddest man on earth. He pleaded with Guru Nanak, please come to my house, Guru Nanak. I know I'm a robber. I know I take things that don't belong to me, but please come to my house. Guru Nanak took pity on him and he said, okay then, this is what we'll do. Before I come to your house, I want you to make me four promises. If you make the promises, I'll come to your house. So it's up to you. The first promise, from now on, you don't steal from the poor people. After all, 
they don't have much and then to take things that belong to them is unfair. Bumi Daku started thinking, I always rob from people, whether they're poor or rich, I'm not bothered. But then the thought came through his mind, actually what Guru Nanak has just said, don't steal from the poor people. Okay, that's fine. From now on, I'll only steal from the rich people, he thought. Hmm. Yes, he said, Guru Nanak, I agree to that promise. I promise that from now on, I will never steal from their poor people. Promise number one was made. And what's the second promise? Well, the second promise is from now on, you always speak the truth. Whenever anybody asks you anything, you tell them the truth. Bumi Daku thought for a while, he thought, this is going to be very difficult. But if I want Guru Nanak to come to my house, then I'll have to make the promise. Okay, he said, I make the second promise. From now on, I will always speak the truth. Two promises are made. Guru Nanak, what's the third promise I have to make? The third promise Guru Nanak told him, was that if you go to somebody's house and you eat from their house, then you're not allowed to steal from them. Pumidaku thought to himself, well, that's easy. I won't eat from their house and that means I can steal from them. Okay, he said, I make the third promise. If I go to somebody's house and I eat from them, then I promise never to steal from them. Three promises are made, only one promise was left. Guru Nanak said, now the fourth promise. Now I want you to promise me from now on, you will never put the blame onto somebody else. And if you make that promise, I will come to your house. Bumidaku agreed straight away. Is it okay, Guru Nanak? From now on, I promise that I will never put the blame onto somebody else. The four promises were made. Promise number one, never steal from the poor people. Promise number two, always speak the truth. Promise number three, if you go to somebody's house and you eat from them, you're not allowed to steal from them. And the fourth promise, never put the blame onto somebody else. Four promises were made and Guru Nanak accompanied Bumidaku to his house and they enjoyed a nice evening together. After the meal, Guru Nanak said, now I have to go to the next village. And with that, he waved goodbye. Bumi Daku was so happy that he had actually met Guru Nanak, had the chance to serve Guru Nanak and had the opportunity to be in the presence of such a spiritual soul. When the night fell, Bumi Daku went back into his old routine, going round and stealing. But this time, when he thought about stealing, in his mind, he saw the picture of Guru Nanak. Promise number one, never steal from the poor people. Hmm, thought Bumidaku. I know what I'll do today. I will go to the king's house. Now the king isn't poor and I haven't broken my promise. Guru Nanak says, don't steal from the poor people. So today I will go to the king's house. He's rich, he's got lots of things. So, 
That's what I will do. I will go to the king's house. When he got to the king's house, outside there were bodyguards looking for intruders. Hmm, thought Bumidaku. Now how do I get past the bodyguards? I know what I'll do. When they look the other way, that's when I'll sneak in. And when he got the chance, when the bodyguard was looking the other way, Bumidaku tried to sneak in. But then he was caught. The bodyguard saw him and called him over. Hey you! Hey! Hey! Hey, come here! Who are you? What's your name and why are you here? Poor Bumidaku didn't know what to say. The bodyguard questioned him again. What is your name and why are you here? Bumidaku thought, I have to make up some kind of excuse. But as he was thinking about the excuse, in his mind, the picture of Guru Nanak. Bumidaku, always speak the truth, the second promise. Bumidaku didn't know what to do. The picture in his mind of Guru Nanak again telling him, Bumidaku, always speak the truth. Bumidaku couldn't break his promise with Guru Nanak. The bodyguard was getting impatient. He says, come on, tell me, what is your name and why are you here? So Bumidaku had to tell him the truth. He says, well, sir, my name is Bumidaku and I've come to rob the king. <laughs> the bodyguard started laughing. How ridiculous. I bet you're joking. I bet you're a friend of the king. Come inside. You're most welcome. Bumidaku was so surprised. Oh my goodness me. I've just told him the truth, he thought to himself. And he's let me into the king's house. Bumidaku quietly and quickly just walked straight past the bodyguard and into the king's house. When he got inside, he thought to himself, Thank you, Guru Nanak. You're fantastic. First thing you told me, never steal from the poor people. So I came to the king's house. Second thing you told me, always speak the truth. And I've just told him the truth and he's let me in. When Bumidaku was in the house, he saw all kinds of things. Beautiful things. Very expensive things. Bumidaku thought to himself, mm, I think I will have this. I think I will have this. I think I'll take this with me. I'll take this with me. Oh, that looks very expensive. I'll have that and this and this and this and this and this. And he loaded it all into his two bags. Then he thought to himself, now that my bags are full, if I go through the front door, the bodyguard will catch me. I know what I'll do. I'll go through the hallway, through the kitchen, and through the back door. He picked up his bags, made his way through the hallway, into the kitchen, and when he got into the kitchen, mmm, mmm, oh, what's that smell? Oh, mmm, oh, I can smell chocolate cake. Mmm, he opened the oven door and there, freshly baked, chocolate cake mmm I just love chocolate cake Umidaku put his hand into the oven 
took a big piece of the chocolate cake and straight into his mouth. Mmm, 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 mmm. And as soon as he had bitten into the chocolate cake, in his mind he saw the picture of Guru Nanak. Bumidaku, the third promise. If you eat from somebody's house, then you are not allowed to steal from them. Bumidaku had just eaten the chocolate cake. He couldn't break his promise. He put the bags down, went through the back door and back to his house. Now in the morning, when the king woke up and looked around, he couldn't understand. Somebody's been in the house. He asked the bodyguards if anybody had tried to sneak in. Any intruders, any robbers? The bodyguard says, no sir. Nobody tried to break in last night, nobody. Strange. Two bags full of all my things left in the kitchen. I can't understand it. Okay, you have my permission. Go into the villages and find out who tried to rob me. You can take sticks with you. And if they don't own up, you have my permission to beat them. You must bring the robber to me. Oh yes sir, said the bodyguards. We will definitely bring the robber back to you. The bodyguards went into the villages and they asked all the people. Who came into the king's house? Who tried to rob the king? Who knows? Nobody knew anything. What a terrible thing to do. Rob the king? Why would we want to do that? That is so unfair. Nobody knew anything about it. But the bodyguards got frustrated. And then they started to beat the innocent people. They beat them and they beat them. The poor people started screaming and yelling. We have done nothing wrong. Why do you beat us? We're the poor people. We have done nothing wrong at all. But the bodyguards continually beat them until the screams were heard by Bumidaku. Sitting in his house, he heard them screaming, Leave us alone. Leave us alone. We've done nothing wrong. We didn't rob the king. And as soon as he heard those words, in his mind came the picture of Guru Nanak. Bumidaku, if you've done something wrong, don't put the blame onto somebody else. Somebody was being blamed for what Bumidaku had done. He came running out, stop, stop, stop. Don't hit them, don't beat them. They are innocent. They've done nothing wrong. Arrest me, beat me, punish me, because I was the robber. The bodyguards couldn't believe it. You the robber? But we haven't even suspected you. We haven't even approached you, but you've owned up. Yes, he said, I've owned up. You can arrest me, take me back to the king. You can do as you like with me. The bodyguards took him back to the king. And when the king questioned him, tell me, why did you come to rob me? He says, well, I met Guru Nanak. And Guru Nanak told me never to rob the poor people. So I came to your house. You're not poor. You're very rich. Hmm. And how did you get into my house? Because I have bodyguards standing outside. Guru Nanak told me, always speak the truth. And when I came to your house and the bodyguards asked me who I am and why I was here, I told them the truth. They thought I was joking. They didn't believe me. They let me in. Hmm. Why didn't you take all the things you left them in the bags in the kitchen? 
Yes, because I made a promise with Guru Nanak that if I eat from somebody's house, I'm not allowed to steal from them. When I went into your kitchen and I smelt that chocolate cake, I was so tempted and I forgot the promise I had made with Guru Nanak. But as soon as I had eaten the chocolate cake, I realized now that I had eaten from your house, I was not allowed to steal from you. So I left the bags there. Hmm, said the king. But my bodyguards tell me that they didn't ask you. So why did you own up? Well, sir, said Pumidaku, my fourth promise with Guru Nanak was that I shouldn't put the blame onto somebody else. And somebody else was being blamed for what I had done. So I owned up. I kept my promise with Guru Nanak. The king was so impressed. You've kept to your promises. Your guru must be somebody really special. I'm impressed with you and I'm impressed with your guru. I'm not going to punish you. You're free to go. Bumidaku looks at the king and says, Thank you very much, sir. But what about the poor people, the poor innocent people that were beaten for no reason? Mm, yes, said the king. As a way of saying sorry to them, I'm going to arrange for a big street party. Everybody will be welcome. Everybody will be invited. You can come as well, Pumidaku. And sure enough, the king arranged a big street party. And halfway through the party, Bumidaku stood up and he told all the people, I have something to say. He says, Guru Nanak, I don't know where you are or who you're with now. I made four promises with you. Now I make a fifth promise. And the fifth promise is this. From now on, I will never steal from anybody and I will always keep to your rules and follow your instructions. And when the villagers heard that, they were so happy. And from that day onwards, Bumidaku, the king, and all the people in the village lived happily ever after. It makes you wonder how powerful and how sweet Guru Nanak is. He always teaches us in a special way. And I think to myself, he knew to get the best out of Bumidaku was to make him realize his own mistakes. And that's exactly what happened. Sometimes we need to close our eyes, think about Guru Nanak, think about our own mistakes, and then make up our mind to make a promise with Guru Nanak from now on, we lead an honest and truthful life. Did you like that story? For more stories, go to seeknet.com slash stories. <laughs>